It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, July rolls on and the weather is just about acceptable, isn't it? It is going to improve as, as today progresses. Now, it is, of course, coming into the marching season, the flaggery season, the bonfire season, the getting out of town season. All of that all rolled into one. And last night, Belfast City Council backed a motion to take the Department of Infrastructure, actually, to court over their failure to remove paramilitary flags from various parts of the city. Now, this uh, particular debate comes after UVF flags were put up in Cantrell Close. That's an area which is relatively new, of course, the new built houses, but it's been in the news for a few years. Tends to be a bit of an issue there. It's just off the Raven Hill Road. An alliance put forward an amendment to ban all flags as they can be used to demarcate and intimidate. Now, banning all flags, would you be in favour of that generally? You know, no flags at all, at all, at all. But there is an issue, of course, with them. Those that are seen as offensive, offensive banners, paramilitary flags across the city. Uh, let me speak to David McCann, who's a lecturer. Uh, he's also the deputy editor of Slugger O'Toole. He's right across politics. Uh, David, good morning. Morning, Frank. David, the lamppost belongs to the Department of Infrastructure. On the lamppost are some yep. UVF flags and a considerable number of flags with support for Soldier F and the Parachute Regiment and people in nationalist communities and Republican areas and people indeed who are driving through areas where they see this are, are offended. Yep. Have they a right to be offended if it's a, for just taking the Soldier F, for example, if it's just showing support for someone who is uh, controversial, yes, but expecting support from some quarters. Well, in terms of, I mean, let, let's just deal with the soldier F banners first. Um, if you think about how um, how controversial and how hurtful the whole bloody the, the entire episode that bloody Sunday had, I mean, right 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 from when it happened, right the way through, uh, the families having to go through one whitewashed inquiry and then having to get the Savile Inquiry to finally find out what actually happened. So it's it's a very divisive, um, it's a very, sorry, it's a very hurtful um, thing for those families to to see those banners up 
and it's just it, it's just a form of kind of re traumatizing those families and and essentially um if you take a look at actually a lot of um a lot of associations that for example would be supportive of the military don't actually support those banners being up um and ultimately it, they they are interpreted and they are seen as basically a kind of a, a two fingers to basically um anyone who who may be supportive of the families of bloody Sunday. i mean numerous politicians have come out and said that these that these um uh, that these banners are hurtful lots of politicians up in Derry, so people like colin eastwood Leisha mccallion have came out and criticized these banners as well representatives from Derry uh, have said that they are incredibly offensive um so again um when you have something provocative like that being used on in public space, because again you, you're right, the Department of Infrastructure uh, owns these, and and banners and banners without any proper permission from from the department or the planning authorities are against the law. So it's it so so not only are they provocative and designed to to cause offence to, to people, they're also not in keeping with the rules and regulations that um, that that the rest of us are supposed to operate under as a society in Northern Ireland. Yeah, I don't want to misquote the man, but Doug Beatty of the Ulster Unionist Party, a former leading member of the armed forces, yeah. he doesn't believe it's the right way to go about the protest. No, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and you're absolutely right. Yeah, and, I, and I've seen Doug on Twitter raise, um, raise some concerns too. And again, there's, there's a veteran who has fought in uh, in Afghanistan for uh, uh, under a British Army banner uh, who's, um, who has pointed this out too. Um, so again, the, the banners are designed just to be provocative. They're not designed to actually support soldier F. They're there to be provocative. They are there and they are put up to basically, um, for want of a better term, stick two fingers up uh, to the families of, of, of to, to the Bloody Sunday families, uh, again, who have suffered tremendous amounts of hurt and who have had to go through so many, so many, um, uh, through, through so many uh, arduous channels to, to, to get some form of justice for, for what happened to their loved ones. And, and again, we need to remember this. A British Prime Minister, David Cameron, in 2010, acknowledged and recognised what happened on, on that day in Derry was wrong. It should not have happened, and he apologised for it. So the British government has admitted um, that what happened on that day in Derry was wrong. So, so if a British prime minister is standing up and saying that, and these banners are still appearing, well, again, you know, you have to you have to question and wonder why. If, if former army veterans are saying are saying that it's wrong, if representatives in Derry are saying that it's wrong, and a British prime minister who has apologised uh, and admitted wrongdoing. Uh, what went on by the British Army in that respect. Uh, again, you have to wonder what the rationale behind behind these banners are. They do tend to pop up in predominantly unionist towns. I've seen them yeah. in Market Hill. I've seen them in Tandragee. Yeah. I see them close to Tate's yeah. Avenue on the, the Lisburn Road. I've seen one in the Donegal Pass. These are just ones that I've seen myself. I'm sure there are, there are many other places. Is, is there not a possibility yeah. now that if the Department of Infrastructure moves in and removes them or requests them to be removed and they're taken down, that they're, they're going to be actually positioned somewhere else and they're, they're, they're going to be multiple Applied. There'll be there'll be many more of them because Sinn Fein have triggered the process. Yeah. Well, you've actually hit the the nub of the debate actually that was going on last night in Belfast City Council. I was I was in the chamber uh, watching the debate uh, as it was going on, and essentially and essentially politicians. Um, who are getting George Dorian, who's the DUP group leader in Belfast City Council last night, was talking about about the Sinn Féin motion and saying, well, 
we need to work together to, to bring down tensions and motions like that will only heighten them. Um, but then, you know, if you're looking at it from a Sinn Féin point of view, from an alliance point of view and an SDLP point of view, um, they're very much of the view that, look, this is breaking the law. And at the same time, you know, if, if this was any other group, if this was any, any other sector of society, they would be forced to take those down. The police would take them down or the Department of Infrastructure would take them down. Um, it is against the law. There, I mean, Alliance and the SDLP last night were very keen, were very, uh, keen to stress this and they, and they kept, and they kept mentioning the, the regulations that actually exist around this issue that there is actually no legal flying of flags on lampposts in Northern Ireland. Um, you have to get, uh, specific permission to do it. Um, uh, other than that, there is actually no legal flying of flags on, on what deemed street furniture. So that's things like lampposts and so on and so forth. So again, so again, that's the nub of this debate. You know, how, how, how do you tackle it? You know, Sinn Féin are arguing that, uh, that again, the public authorities can't shirk their responsibilities over this. Whereas the unionist politicians, the DUP and the PUP were arguing this last night, that, that it's very much by adopting kind of a more protocol approach, as we've seen on the Ormer Road, and working with groups, that, that you can maybe alleviate tensions and get some progress um, on this issue. But if Alliance had their way, the national flag of the United Kingdom wouldn't be flying on any lamppost either. No, totally. No, Alliance's position is uh, is clear. It's it it is no flag should be flown on in in what they deem a shared space. But Alliance Emmett, uh, Councillor Emmett McDonough Brown from the panic last night uh, was arguing that that the flags are, are set up to demarcate territory. And again, uh, the, the Ormer Road has become a bit of a flashpoint for flags recently, which goes through uh, a bit of his DA. And and he was arguing last night, and so was Councillor Seamus Defeche, uh, who represents Liz Nishara. They were arguing that that they live in that area and they weren't consulted about about whether flags should go up and down and that they're there to basically demarcate territory. Um, now, uh, if you take a look, at the, there are some other nuanced responses about that. So, for example, the Green Party, uh, who backed the Ormer Road flag protocol, um, would argue, well, look, we... You know, it, it's natural that people will want to express their culture, and we need to have some respect and tolerance for that and make some accommodations um, for that. So, again... Uh, so again, that's that's the nub of the debate, really. Do you adopt a do you adopt a, a zero tolerance approach where no flags anywhere in shared spaces, or do we maybe have a bit of a more nuanced approach where maybe maybe we make some concessions, some accommodations, and allow flags to go up for certain parts of the year? So, yeah, but so that what, is essentially where, where, where the real division is. Yeah, but David, what is it? What is a shared space? Because I'm I'm thinking about St Bridget's yeah. Gaelic Football Club, who've come to prominence yeah. recently in in Antrim, in an area where Gaelic sport wasn't flourishing on the Malone Road, and they've got sure. a, a major fan base on the Malone Road, even though they sure. they play their, their 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 football closer to the motorway there. But they they they've won a couple of trophies, or they've been in finals in recent times, and you see totally. GAA flags on the Malone Road where I. I've never seen them in my life before. Yeah. Would, 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 yeah. Alliance, would Alliance object to that? That's a really interesting question. I would imagine if you follow through the, the policy to a logical conclusion, then 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 yes, uh, any any flying of flags on on street furniture is um, uh, is is in their view. If I if I've understood their policy correctly, 
um, is wrong and and it shouldn't and and that should not be allowed because they can be interpreted as as demarcating or 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 carving out territory uh, in that respect. And interestingly, there were some councillors last night raising this issue. People for profit were talking about this too. That basically, if Sinn Fein's motion passed, which it duly did, that you could see banners around. For example, uh, there are banners up around stopping drilling, for example. Uh, there are banners around climate change. There are banners around LGBT rights that can be up around the place that, that basically those banners uh, could be taken down to. Um, so again, there they were some councillors worrying about kind of the unintended consequences of of some of these proposals. Um, uh, but again, but, but again the, the position kind of won through and the original Champagne motion um, passed. So... Is it my imagination or are the union flags that are being displayed in Belfast and other areas bigger this year than they've ever been? Is, is it- you know, Frank, as I, was, as I was coming down into the city centre this morning, uh, I went down past uh, the Shore Road and literally I thought the same thing myself. Um, I was coming down, I just thought, I thought to myself as I was on the bus sitting watching it, I thought, my goodness, these things are definitely getting bigger. I mean, some of the flags, if you take a look at them in some areas... Are the size are, are nearly the size of, of duvet covers in some respects. You know, if you take a look at them, the the, the, the Union flag and the Northern Ireland flag they are absolutely huge in some respects. So so again, I was actually thinking that myself coming in coming in this morning, um, and and again, yeah, it, it, it's a really hard hard debate. It's really hard. I, I don't actually envy uh, being a decision maker looking at how you actually deal with it um, because it's. It's an incredibly difficult. Uh, it's an incredibly difficult process. I mean, the the, the commission, which is which was set up to look at flags uh, and emblems. Um, of course, that was in the news last week, and and it'll be interesting to see when they finally do deliver a report. Um, what they come up with? Uh, do they come up with any proposals for maybe a shared protocol, or or how they come up with maybe kind of regulating the size of flags? Because you're absolutely right. I mean, you could you could have a situation where, okay, let's say you get some agreement to limit the number of flags and the time and space they can go up, but if the flags that are going up are maybe you know a third of the size bigger uh, th- than the ones you currently have, you could just be creating another another uh, problem uh, down the track. So it's it's a very hard uh, debate and it's a very hard. Thing. It's a very hard not to crack to get a sustainable solution. And of course, Cantel Close is the microcosm yeah. example totally. of, of all yeah. of this because they, 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 it's important to emphasize that the offense is taken with a UVF flag, not yes. with a union flag or a Northern Ireland flag. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when anyone's sitting up, yeah, and I know there's a ca- some some will try to caveat it and say, well, it's the, it's the, it's the 1912 UVF, it's not the modern. Day UVF that you're kind of t- that, that you're kind of looking at. Like regardless of whatever way you're doing it, if you're putting up a UVF flag anywhere where you've got shared housing, that is designed to intimidate. I don't I don't know how else you can interpret that. I don't know how else you can see you can see that as as being anything else. Other how is, how is anyone? I mean, I I come from a, from a national background myself. You know, I don't know how to interpret a UVF flag any other way. <laughs> I really, really don't. Um, and, and, and equally, and I appreciate that there are many symbols uh, from the national side that are that, that would cause concern for unionists too. So I think that those flags, those flags are designed to intimidate. They're designed to demarcate territory. Uh, there's no other way you can look at that. And again, it just, it just, it once again brings home and stresses the importance um, of actually finding a solution to this. And I know it can seem like an intractable problem, but Frank, I'm sure you can remember 
if you went back 10, 10, 12, 13 years ago, parading would have seemed like that in Northern Ireland. You know, it used to be whole parts of, of Northern Ireland were just no-go areas because of contentious parades. We've now largely, in the main, solved that. And again, uh, we, we've been able to, to, to work those things through. So again, I, I, you, you would be optimistic. If you, look at, if you look at Northern Ireland's form guide for actually solving these contentious issues, yes, we often take the scenic route to a solution, but we typically do get to a solution in the end. But the Cantrell Coast is a perfect example of why we do need some concerted action and why we do need some concerted, um, uh, sorry, not concerted, a coordinated uh, approach and a consistent approach. And this is one thing uh, I would be on board with the SDLP, Sinn Féin and the Alliance on, is this idea of a consistent approach. Um, if we're going to take down flags and we're going to regulate flags in one part uh, of the north, we need to do it in other parts. You know, we need a consistent approach across the piece. Um, so again, to, to to get a more workable solution. So finally, Belfast City Council have made this decision. The Department yep. of Infrastructure, it's over to them. Could they end up in court very soon about this? Well, it'll be up, it'll be, it'll be up to, to, um, to see what, what happens there because, you know, ultimately it would take someone to take them to court. You know, obviously the Champagne motion has passed now. It passed with a decent majority, 34 votes to 18 on the council um, with three no votes. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, the council will say, well, look, we helped take action uh, against some controversial bonfires uh, a wee while back, and that appeared to potentially uh, work. So, so maybe maybe there will be some test areas where, where, where they do take action and where they try and do this. So it'll be interesting to see whether the approach that was followed with bonfires uh, not long ago is followed with flags as a, good, as a test case to see what could potentially happen. Um, and then again, that throws up in, into the air some of the protocols that have been agreed in parts of East Belfast and parts of South Belfast. And, uh, and again, it'll be fascinating to see the politics of that between the FDLP alliance and the Greens on the other side of that. It'll be interesting to see kind of more how that feeds down into kind of the local political debate between those parties. Okay, David, thank you very much indeed. David McCann, of course, editor of Slugger O'Toole, presenter of Slugger TV on NVTV as well. Uh, It's 23 minutes past nine. Uh, Good morning to you. This is the U105 phone-in. What do you think? First of all, just on that, do you you get the impression, David's noticed it and I've noticed it myself, union flags are queer size, like as big as duvets. You know, can you get a... Of course you can't. I've got to ask a stupid question there. Can you get a union flag duvet? Have you got a union flag duvet? That's maybe more appropriate. And does it match your union flag pyjamas? Uh, do let us know. Oh, 02890 333105 Would you expect now the Department of Infrastructure to take down the Soldier F Parachute Regiment type flags that are up in a number of places in Northern Ireland and the UVF flags at Cantrell Close? Would you expect those to be coming down? And are there flags in your area that you'd like to see uh, removed? Do let us know. Uh, 02890 is the best number to get us on here on the U105 phone in. Frank Mitchell through until the middle of the... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. They're busy.